podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to This Is Happening. This is one of your hosts, Nathan Streifel. And this is Eric Morris. And today we're joined by Derek Knight, who is a space travel entrepreneur and also does music and writes his own music and releases videos on YouTube. So welcome, Derek. Yeah. Hi, this is Derek Knight. <laughs> yeah, welcome. I mean, this is interesting because, you know, I think as uh, our endeavor here at This Is Happening uh gains a following people find out about us it's actually the second time this has happened that someone has seen us on you know instagram or uh you know and then reached out and said hey i'd love to be on the podcast and we looked at your stuff and we said sure yeah absolutely you're welcome see i mean that's what, that's what we're doing here listeners yeah, Michael, Contact us. Michael Osborne, um, yes, exactly. one of our previous guests, go through the uh, go through the old files. And you'll check him out because we um, can't continue if we're going to do this any you know for much longer. We can't continue just to ask our friends. We, no. Granted, has, I have a lot of friends. It, you have a lot of friends. It has to grow, bre- uh, go beyond that, and to people that we don't know. So, Derek, so exciting to meet you. Please tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Sure. Well, it's exciting to meet both of you. I'm very happy to be here. I love doing this type of work. Yeah. Um, you know, living my life on purpose. And I was actually born outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in a really, really small town called Carrollton, Georgia. Very uh, redneck. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm half black. So my uncle at the time told my mom, who was 17, he's like, you know, you cannot have a half black baby here. So luckily, my grandmother and my grandfather that was in the military brought me down to Jacksonville, and they raised me. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, so you yeah, grew yeah, up yeah. In Florida. Yeah. Wow. So wait, he was like, "You're half black, half white. Don't live in the city." Yeah, and it's he's apologized to me since. Not don't even come to the house, you know, to the family house. But he's oh. apologized to me since. But it's just crazy to think that in my lifetime, the mentality has changed so much. We've even had a black president. He's apologized to me. So I have hope that a lot of things are going to continue to change. I, I'm totally with you. Um, and, and having, you know, a, a black president who, who was actually half black, um, you know, Barack Obama, was mm-hmm. so inspiring, amazing. I feel like we've taken a weird step backward with who's president now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a white nationalist. He's an overt racist. So where's the progress? But um, there's hope. You know, there's hope. Hopefully more people like Obama will be elected. Uh, we can only hope. I mean, you know, he was so inspiring. You just kind of, during those eight years, you know, I, I have been very active in politics and, you know, worked in politics long ago. And um, just during those eight years, I think at least I was lulled into a sense of security. Like things are just going to get better. Like the we're 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 just getting more progressive, and you know like gay marriage happened and things that um, were very positive. Yeah, and you think you just naturally think, oh, the country's just going to continue in this direction. Yeah, there's been this and big things kind of- bend towards justice and things, but you know it's not it's not always a straight line, and we've taken a weird detour, um, both. It, with this presidency and in my little spiel here, but let's get back to so you, do you, Derek. So do you have siblings? No, I'm an only child. Okay, cool. And so then you moved to Jacksonville, and you 
were born and raised. You you were there through high school? Well, in the military, you do get stationed all over the mm. place. Very gotcha, move around. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we ended up, I ended up growing in, in Pensacola Beach, Florida, actually Milton, a smaller town. On the Army base? On the Navy base. On the Navy base, yeah, sorry. that's where yes. they train all the pilots. Yes. Connection. That's where they so did that, did that um, foster your fascination with, like, Aerospace. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. They, have really cool, they have a really cool um, aerospace museum there. Are you a pilot? Do you have you? I'm just going to move this mic you... closer to this a I little bit. I asked the Blue Angels for permission to uh, fly, and they did research and they started vetting me. What are the Blue Angels? The Blue Angels are the Navy's. Uh, the Blue Angels? You've never heard of the Blue Angels? Yeah. They go around uh, and travel and do jet shows. I yeah, know, jet. but I just, uh, not everyone knows that. And I, I needed help. Remember, they, they do all yeah, you know so much, Eric. I just assume, <laughs> no, I think, but I just I actually asked so that you would explain in case someone don't, doesn't know, right? Right, right, right. Gotcha. Well, hopefully, they because they gave me an answer after they were doing the vetting, and um, they're judging me based on something that happened like 10 years ago. So, I hope that that changes because I would love to fly with the Blue Angels. Have you flown a plane before? You you do it in the back seat, so they have like the pilot, of course, and then they have celebrities go in the back seat and promote. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that they, would be exciting. I mean, they are vetting me, and my grandfather was in the navy, so I mean, hopefully. I mean, you can take flying lessons. You can go to flying flight school. I mean, true. anyone can do that. You don't want to be I, a pilot. You just want to fly with them yeah I, I just wanted to fly with the blue angels in particular because i'm from there but um i actually really want to go to space and i don't plan on flying the rocket but i want to be on no. the ride <laughs> and so what um what inspired your um you know fascination with space travel because uh you know and it's funny because politics is a big part of you know the feeling of our state you know the state that we're feeling so like we could create a heaven on earth if everybody saw humanity in each other and um i really like what um michelle obama was saying in the oprah interview mm -hmm. about like how it's up to the voters to really get out and change that um atmosphere in the the country but you know, I think the only way we're going to be able to create a heaven on earth is if more people go to space and they see the earth as a whole and they don't uh, judge us based on like what, the countries and the indivis indivisible, wait, invisible lines like mm -hmm. that we see on the maps when we grow up and we say, oh, that's a different country. But actually, when you see the earth as a whole, it's pretty beautiful. And you see how precious. I completely, so do you think that, do I completely you think agree that... with that, though. Like, I think that people, you know, A, should travel in general around the world because mm -hmm. I think that Americans, not enough Americans travel. Mm -hmm. So not enough Americans like understand like what it is like to be from other countries and, and other cultures. And that's why someone like Donald Trump can exploit people's in ignorance about ig immigrants yeah. um, and, and demonize them. So that Trump what you're saying, that <laughs> what you're saying about, about uh, the perspective of earth from space is really true if people like it is it's that's beautiful what, that's what uh that's what astronauts say that mm -hmm. like when they see it it's just like oh it's all one place and look how beautiful mm -hmm. it is all these artificial lines are like no we're we are one human race we are occupying this beautiful planet mm -hmm. and there i one assumes 
there are other beings, other places in the universe. We haven't encountered them yet, or maybe we have, I don't know. But, um, you know, uh, that's, I think that's fascinating. I mean, I think, you know, that's what science fiction is all about. Do you think there's aliens? I do. Do you think there's aliens? There absolutely is. Mother Earth is, I think, a living being. I think we're. I think there's absolutely aliens too. I think it just makes. I think sense. there's just no way that the universe is so vast. There's no way that we, this planet, is the only source of life in the entire universe. There's just that. I that I don't accept that. So yeah. yes, I do believe. And that, you know, I had an early fascination with that too. I loved Star Trek and <laughs> you know <laughs> Star Wars and things and looking at space travel it would not have occurred to me to like go into it as an entrepreneur but i think what you're talking about now is like that this is now among the first times that something like that is actually possible like like what's his name who's the space space next guy yeah elon musk yeah. he you know if you're a billionaire through whatever sure. means you can start a company to to because why not if the technology exists there should be private space travel um, it doesn't need to just be for astronauts, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't we all go to the moon? Yeah, so what's kind of behind your, like, uh, you started a business, right? Yeah, the moon pad. So what's, like, the idea in this behind the moon pad? Like, what's the... Well, my recording label is also Moon Pad Records, and I just released a shoot for the moon earlier this year uh, on Vegas Radio. Um, yes, and that's available on... Everywhere. Everywhere to listen to it. And um, you know what, guys? Like, basically, Moonpad, um, it came to me around the time my mom passed. That was the last thing we actually spoke about. Mm. I was like, I found an office with uh, in Universal City, and she's like, I love you, son. And then she always had me pass. Um, mm. So when that business opened up, like, right immediately after that, I didn't have time to grieve. Um, I was in a lot of depression. I was smoking. Yeah. I was trying to escape. I was drinking, which I don't do any of that stuff now. But um, I was in a lot of pain, and I didn't realize it. So the business was making all this money, and um, I should have been more... The moon pad business one? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was making a great deal. So what How? is it exactly? What is the business, and what does it do? It's It was a bed and breakfast hostel, so I had a, a bed capacity of, like, 60 units. Uh, it was all over the internet, like, um, hostels.com, hotels.com, and... You know, basically... Um, was this in L.A.? Yeah, it was uh, right outside the Metro Gold Line, like two stops from Union Station. Oh, okay, cool. How did you, like, acquire the space for that? Um, I started by... I looked at 30 different properties, uh-huh. and I found this loft, and um, I, I did try telling all the landlords I spoke to I wanted to do this, but they all said no. So by the time I got to the 30th property, I was like, all right, I'm going to keep the hush-hush and protect my secret. Sure. And um, they don't need to know all my business, but so I opened it, and I had all these beds from Ikea, and like me and my friends were putting them together, and the, I guess the landlord, the property owner, saw the beds in the big, huge windows. <laughs> he like came in without even, like his lease was already signed, and he was just like, what the hell's going on here? And uh, I talk more about this in my UFC student radio interview. And uh, he just, you know, he gave me a chance to prove myself. He gave me six months. He did tell me to tear it down. And I had to confront all of those guests that had already made reservations. But luckily, I wrote him this email. And I was able to change his heart on it. And he's like, I'll give you a six-month trial. He bought this property that's at 
uh, Bird Street for a hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. The Victorian 1906 historic mansion for a hundred thousand. My lease was seven thousand dollars a month. So in one year, I basically paid for that house, and I did that for three and a half years. And I knew he was going to sell this property to the Metro or sell it. He told me that. But even knowing that, I had something or some sort of fear that was holding me back from saving and investing in other properties. And um, I should have been opening. I wish I would have opened, and I'm doing that now. Um, just more, more uh, B&Bs, you know, right. or even bought that property. If I would have bought that property um, through what I just learned about the FHA, first-time homebuyer mortgage, I would have had a great deal, and I would have been set. So it's like really important to educate yourself. And what I'm learning is that you have to always continue growing. You always have to continue learning. So now when I do it, I'll be doing it through a much different process. So the moon pad is a hostel, uh, uh, like a place to stay. It was also a music venue as well. Okay. Like we had performances, concerts. With artists. Yeah, we have really cool shows. Did you get people from like all over the world? All over the world. Which was great because, like, in one year we had 10,000 guests. I'm not exactly Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. And so, for me, that was like a stadium, basically. And then you can influence 10,000 people from the atmosphere you're creating. Um, and, like, I was able to plant that seed because each bed, I had the mission statement framed in each bed. So each one could read. And it also was on our website, like, what it was all about and stuff, why they were, why they should support our business. Okay, and so now you're moving Moonpad into a direction of actually uh, exploring space travel, or what? What's going on? Yeah, with that? I don't know because there was so much, like even with the LA Weekly article that came out, there was just like, you know, there was a lot of mistakes made. I didn't put. Well, you said that it was it was kind of a negative thing that you know it talked about setbacks and things. The, yeah, the LA exactly. Weekly article. The article um, it could have been more constructive. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, like, I was doing my best. I don't think people knew what I was going I didn't even know what I was going through. But I do know, looking back, I could have handled it differently and put in more effort. Mm. Um, but I just was really lost, you know, like, from mm-hmm. the pain. And I was also having um, relationship problems and... Mm-hmm. Substances also played a part in that. But I didn't think smoking pot was like that bad. But you know, it's better to have a clear mind. I think. Yeah, I mean, you can you can get lost in any substance. You know, yeah. it's not always helpful. Absolutely, it's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, and but if you're doing it that way, then then that takes over your life. It did. I guess I was in denial about it, but I'm um, definitely like you know, more spiritual. I've opened up my heart more. Like, I'm taking a course at the Scientology Celebrity Center mm. um, called Ups and Downs and learning how to manage those ups and downs, and that's helping me. And just opening up my heart more, because used to, I, I would walk by the Scientology people and be like, you know, ignoring them or just saying mm-hmm. things that you hear in the media, but they've really treated me very well and uh, have received me with open arms and been very supportive. Um, well, that's nice. good. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's always not? great to find a community that you can feel like you are accepted in and like can work through things that you want to work through with people. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So, like, um, if you had like a billion dollars, what would you do with Moonpad? Would you want to like build? Would you want to like explore like other um, like like Mars or the Moon or? Um, of course. 
universe. Even if there's another multiverse or universe out there, let's go for it. You know, I'm definitely an explorer and a pioneer in my mind. And I think as I mature, you know, as the, like an acorn becomes an oak tree, you know, I had this just idea as a little kid and now it turned into a business that was making um, lots of successful um, points. And um, I can continue to do that and multiply it. I just need to right. stay focused. And basically, like I plan to open up many of these around the world. Uh-huh. Um, when I got to go on that private tour of SpaceX, it was amazing to see like Elon was really actually building these rockets that are really going to space like two every month. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, my friend, um, he lives right over here in the area too. It's so crazy because like, Scientology is like right over across the street, the celebrity center. Right. There it's there. pretty nearby, yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I didn't mean to give out the spot. But, you know, um, well, it's, you know, there's, okay. there's a many, there's a lot of multi block air uh, yeah. radius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is top secret, you guys. Um, well, <laughs> it is where I live. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I want to open up many of them, you know, multiply it. And then, um, but I'm very open-minded and I would never build a wall, you know, like, um, it's just a shame that someone in our leadership with the consciousness we have now, like would build something to separate us like that. So I just want to be all encompassing. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's just part of like the backwards progress that this person, uh, you know, has, you know, been able to, to tap into there. There are people that, that, you know, are afraid of change, afraid of progress, want to somehow go back, you know, make America great again, as if it were, it was great in the fifties. It wasn't great for everyone in the fifties. Um, so, you know, I'm just hoping this is like really a temporary setback for this country. And then it's not actually destroyed by this person because he's hell bent on destroying the country yeah so many norms are being i mean it's just it's it's outrageous but no i really like your your outlook Mm -hmm. of inclusiveness and um and you know and spirituality and um it's it's you have a very beautiful outlook i think it's very um it's it's commendable and inspiring it's hard to keep that up confronted with you know the realities of everyday life i mean you know, our, the news that we see is, you know, with, with Trump and not just Trump, you know, there's so much bad things, you know, happening in the world that it's it can be challenging to keep a positive mindset and say, yes, we're all beautiful Seriously. beings. Yeah. Let's love each other, mm-hmm. you know, and let's, uh, let, you know, let's come together and do great things. So, I mean, you um, also mentioned that, you know, one of our previous guests, um, legendary Vine. drag yes. queen Sherry Vine, who uh, who I've known for many years. I, I'm from New York, and I uh, used to see her perform down um, all over. Mm-hmm. Um, she was amazing, and I uh, was so glad when uh, we got to have her on the podcast. You worked with her at Boys Room, yep. which was a Lower East Side, right? Are you familiar with Boys Oh, Room? I know Boys oh Room. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I used to go there all the time. So wow. did you move from uh, Jacksonville to New York? Well, we went to Pensacola. Um, oh, right, where right. I graduated. And then after college, I was like, all right. I remember crying in math class. I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> it was miserable, like, staring at the trees outside. 
And so I went to New York as soon as I had the chance. And how old were you? I was, uh, I guess, nineteen. Okay. I was twenty because I remember I was drinking at boys' room with no not legally. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what? Manhattan is one of the easiest places to get a drink if you're underage. Yeah. What is I was doing room? it at sixteen. At sixteen. <laughs> what is boys' room? It's a gay bar. Yeah, it's a in the, um, in the East Village gay bar. It's very fun. I I recommend just go there and dance and have a good time. Um, they have Go Go Boys. Have and Sounds Go-Go fun. Boys. Yeah, I was a promoter there, so they didn't have a Wednesday night. They were closed Wednesday, so I remember when I first moved to New York, I said, "Can I do something on Wednesday?" So we called it Erection Wednesdays. And then <laughs> Sherry got involved in another promoter. So you hired like, Sherry Vine to DJ and to, to basically also like host yeah. probably that night. Yeah, she was so sweet to me and very good. Like she's the best. Oh, she's so sweet. I mean, she's I so amazing. I love Sherry Vine. Yeah. Um, do you know David Drumgold? Um, he's involved in nightlife in New York. Mm-hmm. I thought you might have encountered him. Drew Zalen was the one I worked with there. And okay. Then Chris Ryan. Who's yeah. Nice. Um, and I remember we had a lot of celebrities coming there, like Michael Musto and just people from the village. It sure. Was, it was hugely popular. And then, um, so you went there and and opened up a new night at yeah. Boys Room, and so you were and promoting that night. Yeah. And then while you were, that's just one night a week. So um, what else were you doing in New York? I was working in at Kaplan headquarters, Kaplan University in Times Square. So they trained yeah. doctors and lawyers to test for their uh, graduate. Right, so Kaplan, uh, right, it's it's for the LSATs and the MCATs. Yeah, totally was not my passion. And the SATs. <laughs> I took Kaplan. Yeah, I mean, they're good for education. Got into Penn. like, why am I Got here? into an Ivy League school. Thank you, Stanley Kaplan. Yay. Um, <laughs> I was terrible at standardized tests. So I was I, I'm great Nathan, at standardized tests. You're smart, Nathan. So how, um, are, you, <laughs> how are you using that education now? Well, I nothing I learned. Uh, Kaplan only taught me how to take the SAT, you know, like no, nothing else. But, I mean, you know, I went to Penn, and I, I um, really what I did was I took every film class I could find. They didn't even have a film school there, but a lot of the film classes were in the English department, and so I had been majoring in history. Because of all the film classes I took in the English department, I ended up with a dual major, and... You know, it just, after I graduated, started working in commercials and television and films and things. And in addition to other things that I've done, um, but you asked how I was using the education. I mean, just it, it helped me gra- gravitate towards um, film and production and learning about that and how what's involved there. And uh, and I still do a lot of that. That's how I'm using it. Um, and okay, so then, but that's a, that's a good gig at Kaplan. You know, did yeah, you do that out? Because they're they're nationwide. You can go work there anywhere. Yeah. Um, but you didn't like it. It was great. Yeah. I I mean, like even when I was in school, like in college, and I'm. Where'd you go to college at? Uh, Pensacola State College. Oh, okay. Cool. So I'm considering going back to school. Here for the arts I'm actually I'm employment uh, two, three days but the last two semesters I have applied to school and just like whatever but I think this is the semester I'm gonna go back and do something in the arts um, there's I mean you're in the great town for it there's great you know schools here and like you know there's UCLA extension there's you know 
um, where you can just you know take anything and then string it together to finish a degree. I, I know a lot of people thinking of taking that. a Spanish class at LACC. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And so you don't have to you know um, just. Um, Try to learn it through Uber drivers and things. No, but I think I might be I might be going to Mexico for a little while next year. So oh, then that might be helpful. A little while, meaning how long? Maybe a month. Ooh, we, we better stack these. We gotta stack up. up some podcasts. We gotta more. stack things up if you're gone for a Come month. Come visit me. <laughs> well, no, I will. And I will. we'll do it south of the border. In Puerto Vallarta. See. Oh well, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> in that hotel yeah yeah i'm there it's, it's not a done deal yet but we'll see well get a room for me and then then i'll, then I'll come they treat you so <laughs> awesome over there like i mean like i would say there was this place on the beach in CJ uh-huh. where it was like 400 a month and you can buy plots of land um like for five thousand on the pacific ocean that's I, crazy i love what an uh an opportunist Dick entrepreneur, <laughs> you are. You're That's always seriously. You're no, no, no. It's like it's really good. I really admire it. Like you're always you're looking at how how much things cost and yeah. you know they coming kind of coming me. from like a house flipping seminar today. Yeah. It's like you know what? No one's gonna give you a fucking thing. Go take it. Go do it. You know, just like life is not easy, and you need money to get through it. So, uh, so and and you know like. Capital begets capital, and uh, an entrepreneurial spirit is very important. A lot of people just kind of go through the motions, just like, ah, uh, you know, but, like, good for you for, like, looking for opportunities, like, bettering yourself, mm-hmm. taking one, you know, you're obviously, you run businesses, um, taking one opportunity, using it to get to the next, um, and taking risks. I mean, you know, Moonpad sounds like, a risk that I'm hoping is is paying off terrifically well. I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna like I, my goal is to get ten, but I, I could see it, me even franchising it or going to a franchise seminar to learn how to franchise my business and sell it out. Um, that sounds bad selling it out, but you know I could be the next Motel Six. They started in well, Santa it's monetized. Sure, yeah, yeah fully yeah, yeah. monetizing. It's saying here's what we have. Um, it's you can you know take this rubric and be able to reapply it to any city that you want to, and then you know this is the framework. Yeah. It's smart. It's good. And so and so the 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 songs, the recordings, and things that you do, is it primarily to promote Moonpad, or is that another passion of yours that you that you pursue? So, for example, one of the ways that the universe is like so brilliant and aligning things for you is like when I created Moonpad, I think I was into my first year and I attracted someone um, that worked with Dick Clark Productions and they saw my music, you know, on promo in the building or something like that. I really don't know how they knew I did music. But um, they asked me if I wanted to go to the Billboard Awards, and they wanted to do this in exchange for some nights. And I was like, sure, yeah, right, like, I'm going to get some credentials to the Billboard Awards. And, like, lo and behold, like, a week later, I was actually the liaison between Dick Clark and the host Ludacris camp. So I did that for three (laughs) years, so I don't know how the hell I ended up there. But that's what happened. I met somebody that worked with... um, Dick Clark, he does all these award shows. He wanted some nights to stay at my place. The universe brought it together. 
I'm in uh, with Ludacris and like introducing them to like JLo and all these celebrities and meeting all these people and I'm on fire because I'm like oh my god this is exactly what I'm meant to do mm. and these are how the dots are kind of connected for me so some people say are you like P Diddy or are you like Jay Z in a way like because I do my music and I, I'm about business but I have a purpose to where I'm going which is like space travel to evolve humanity and stuff. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, what you just said, too, is is really what we try to use as a description of the podcast, like the, that moment that you're talking about where you're like interfacing between uh, the production company and the Billboard Awards and the, the celebrities. And, and you're like, this is what I meant to be doing. I mean, that's what this is happening is about. That's what we like to talk to people about. So that, yeah. that was, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point of what we're um doing here you know sharing people's stories and like and those moments where where you realize like yes i'm on the right this is what i'm supposed to be doing yeah, so it's really happening. nice that you're having that and um, i was so happy coming over here i was like really you know feeling like i'm in alignment with purpose and stuff. oh well that's Good. nice to hear sure yes you <laughs> so absolutely are do you write the lyrics and the music and everything and the production yeah. and stuff so shoot for the moon like i did write the lyrics for that like right before my mom had passed and um the lyrics are like you are energy in a galaxy here on planet earth in the universe and then i go on to say do you know what you're attracting i know what i'm attracting um so i do know what i'm attracting and basically like the planet is like an acorn or we are like an acorn so it, the less we can kind of get out of our own way and just sit back and relax i truly believe the universe will provide for you and it'll give you all that you need i mean you have to like educate yourself and be spiritual be connected to something spiritual either i yeah. very much believe that because when i've gotten off in track in my life is when i deviated from you know my higher power mm-hmm and I had a lot of judgments about Skid Row in downtown LA. Like I would drive through there in my electric car and one time it lost battery and I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Like I was terrified and I didn't think I should be terrified of that. Yeah. Because there's that Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror, and I knew like the essence of that song could be within me. But mm-hmm. I had like, oh, like these are just like all these like negative things in my mind. So, well, it does, it's an objectively scary place. It can be. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you're dealing with... You, there's people down there that are um, sometimes mentally unstable or yes. perhaps not don't really have their faculties. And so and no when you're around those people, sometimes, you know, it is an unpredictable situation. Right. And sometimes people are desperate as well. And that can I mean, it's be beautiful good. to like to be there and just recognize everyone's humanity and just say like, you know what, like we're all people. Yeah. But like you're saying, like with with mentally unstable people, you don't know exactly, you know, and that's, you know, I always try to pay attention to like local ordinances or like you know the um not ordinances but the proposition the ballot measures in california mm-hmm. that try to address homelessness and mental health services yeah. it's i can't think of anything more important in this state um really uh the homeless problem is huge here mm-hmm. uh, tent cities are cropping up down the street mm-hmm. all throughout the city everywhere um, and I don't see a lot of people doing much about it. Yeah. Um, it's really something that, you know, um, 
I, I, I don't know if it's, it, does Moonpad try to, it, it's, is, is that for, is, who's it for? Who stays there? That's a very good question. I always like tell people that's a good question when they ask because, you know, the idea is for it not to discriminate. And I understand, like, what we have here in California, which is the richest state and the richest country on the planet, we still have home, this uh, disease of homelessness in our mm-hmm. society. And it's sad. Um, there are resources there. I mean, there's free showers and there's things. Some people maybe don't um, aren't aware of some of the resources or maybe they don't even the resources so that's another issue but like with Moonpad and the philosophy and mission statement we do not try to discriminate but at the same time like you and because of the income of what it would take to go to space that might prevent some people from doing it just like um, education prevents some people from buying a house or doing whatever they need to do to for them not to be homeless so that's something that's a, a mission that I'm working on to like be equal um and not be an elitist type of uh society or business or anything like that mm-hmm. i do want to make sure it's equal to i wanted to go back to what you were saying about um letting things come to you because i i totally agree i feel like uh there's we are constantly being presented with opportunities and a lot of times we don't open our eyes to what's in front of us and um the opportunities are always presenting themselves, but sometimes we don't have the ability to see that or we don't say yes to it or we don't open the door to those opportunities. And um, I've actually been working on that a lot myself as well. And also um, having a spiritual connection and um, identifying that, you know, spirituality is a part of humanity and a part of who we are. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in conjunction with a specific religion that has you know specific tenets it can be a spirituality that you that you create for yourself or or tenets that you believe in yourself i i did the artist's way i don't know if you know that book but yeah it's a great and it's um there's a very big spiritual component to it and a lot of that um the stuff that she talks about is you know figuring out uh, you know, a higher power that works for you and just um, letting yourself give over to the idea for a second that, you know, like maybe there is something out there that um, wants what's best for you and wants to make all of your goals happen. And, and why not try to harness that power if it may be out there? Why not say, hey, you know, maybe there is somebody out there that wants everything that I want and and agrees with me on everything that I, that I you know, like, uh, for me, I grew up Christian and there were so many rules and it was people telling me, this is what religion, this is what spirituality is, this is what God wants. And in fact, it's, it's the other way around. Right. And it has to be done here and it's according to this book and all yeah. of that. I mean... Whereas I, I do think that spirituality, you know, like I'm in mean, my personal, you know, feeling about it is that I don't feel like I need a church. I don't feel like I need a priest. I don't feel like I need a Bible to uh, connect with the universe and with, you know, whatever you want to call the creator or just like, and, you know, and nature and the earth. And it just like. You know, just so it's undeniably powerful when you like go to the ocean or you're looking at the stars or whatever. It's just like there's gorgeousness in this world, and 
it had to come from somewhere and mm -hmm. to connect to whatever that force is is a beautiful thing and, and I personally don't need a priest or, or a reverend or or a rabbi even to um, to guide me to that that I'm not saying those are bad things those are good things for some people mm -hmm. I didn't want that um, and I, I don't gravitate towards that organized thing and I think you know, just like you see what's happened in like the Catholic Church and the like awful things happening to children and things. It's like, no, thank sure. you. You know, like, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 for and sure. It's just like that. Sure. It, well, how is that helping anyone's spiritual growth? But, um, but like, you seem to be like a seeker of, of spirituality and looking for in different ways. And, um, and I think that's nice. It's, it's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, the thing I recognize in all of the different um, traditions, because I studied philosophy of religion in college, yeah, cool. it was basically that they're all, they have the essence of the same thing. They're all going to the higher power. So that's the common thread I like in it. I'm based in Buddhism and Taoism. I'm mm. a Tao family. Oh, I, just, I love that. Yeah, I just got back from a three-day Dharma retreat, and that absolutely changed a lot of the way I see things. What um, is the like thrusting idea of Taoism? What is it? Yeah, I don't. I'm not super familiar. So it's like the way you know how they talk about the artist way. Uh -huh. like there's a way a Tao. There's even like drinking tea. There's a the the way to do it. The yeah. Tao of whatever it is. Yeah. There's a way back home, and there's a like way to do certain things. Now, what I wanted to ask you, Nathan, was like, do you think it's fear that's like holding people back from, um, like making that connection to like other spiritual people um perhaps i think for me it was trauma i think that i had so much trauma that was specifically involved with christianity and religion mm -hmm. that um it kind of created a block for a long time on me accessing spirituality in a way that because it was forced upon you or um because it was forced upon me and then also being gay and not being right. accepted in that community and then because, and because of that of forming a block and then and then equating religion to spirituality and then realizing that you know you know Christianity doesn't need to define what spirituality is for me so it took me a long time to kind of let that block down and be able to see spirituality for it was and and start to break down the connection that was basically drilled into me for 18 years or however long that you know Christianity is spirituality and reading about other you know other religions other traditions like you like you just said yeah. reading about Buddhism reading about Taoism reading about uh, the Sikhs reading about you know whatever um, and just seeing what the commonality is what the concept of a higher power is what the concept of connectivity and nature and all of these things are you know, you you open, you know, your eyes, you know, any individual religion or especially Christianity, you know, certain denominations of it want to close you off from everything else. Like, no, it's this way. And it's got to be here in this building. And it's got to be th here through that man, you know, and it's just And like, you have to say these words. And you have to say these words. I'll repeat them till they're meaningless. I mean... That to me is not really. Um... Yeah, fear makes sense. I I don't know if that's like that for everybody, but mm -hmm. definitely you know that fear based trauma I think was a part of it for me. 
I think also maybe but, some but people know, also it get... It is valid. I mean, it's like, okay, if that's your belief, that's fine. You know, it's like, that if that's how someone wants to make sense of the world, and that gives them comfort, that's beautiful. I'm not anti-religion. Yes. I'm not anti-religion um, either. But I just like, all I'm, what I was saying was like, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. It, and and the the gay thing is part of it. You know, yeah, it's I, like, I, no thanks. It's hard me. for me to connect with something that... That, says um, that you're wrong and evil and traumatizes or, kids yeah, like yeah. there is a component to that to yeah, a lot yeah. of like religion that's happening right now and I don't think that's healthy I don't think it's a healthy way to invite spirituality into somebody's life um, right it's, but it's not about love and acceptance and you know if you really look at like everything Jesus said you know that was much more about love and acceptance what is all this crazy you know ju- judgmental crap fire brimstones fear based of, of kind like of fundamentalist yeah. and it's just like you're so going against what if you just read his words like you know what that person was about if if you want to be christian like what is all that i don't anyway yes yeah, jesus actually received doubt but i hear a lot of what you're saying and i have a lot of feedback to it too like, oh please do yeah, I've, been, yeah, I've been talking yeah, sure. too long so I am actually an ordained minister with the Universal Life Church. Oh, that's uh, cool. Sir Richard Branson's uh, ordained with them. So is Lady Gaga. Have you married people? I can marry people. So you got, I haven't done it yet because I've been trying to grow myself into that mold. And I think that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm going to all these different backgrounds and tribes and just learning their their inner world. But I think I'm always going to do my ministry like through my art. You know, like mm-hmm. basically through my concerts and through these types of interviews and talking okay. and stuff like that. I do think there's a serious issue with religion, though, because that has caused a lot of um, wars and yes. just prejudices over the course of history. Apart. Really, it's not really creating that heaven on earth that we have the ability to create a paradise here. Yep. The monetization um, of it sometimes yeah. it's not necessarily the most. Right. So we have we have to look at that as humanity and we have to figure out a way to correct that um one of the things i'm going to do, do over the, the next couple of years i'm working with la county um department of children and families and i'm going to be like fostering kids oh wow and try to do my ministry through that as well um i'm gonna show them like i was when i went on, had my birthday i went on a hike in malibu and i was like i was pretending literally because it's like the law of attraction i was like talking to my imaginary kids in the future and i'm like Kids, the reason why we go to all these different churches and temples is because we want to be accepting of everybody and be that change we want to see in the world in each yes. organization. And I have to say that when I've embraced these different organizations, like the Mormon Church, which is right below that hiking trail that I went to, mm-hmm. um, and they totally ostracized me for my personal beliefs and all of that stuff. So, but they're being really nice to me right now. You know, like mm-hmm. they're giving me love. Scientology's giving me love and they do accept all religions but I know there's a lot of drama with that but the only way I can change that is by being involved with them and being that change that you know I have to be be the change yeah I mean there's there's problems with every organized religion I mean Mormonism you know they're not there's issues there with how they treat certain types of people. Definitely. Um, if you're going to... Especially gays. It's always good to form bonds and connections with all sorts of people and organizations. It's important to also yeah, create bridge. boundaries as well to protect yourself and protect others. <laughs> and not, you know... Have a support group. Yeah. Um, and they're yeah. never going to like say to your face like anything hateful for the most part. 
Um, well, unless you're their child. I mean, I oh, I know yeah. people that grew up Mormon and just had really terrible experiences. Yeah, I, I saw some documentaries and movies on that. I'm really fascinated with that stuff. And even in my like off time, like I, I like to watch that on YouTube or Netflix. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There was something I wanted to say about the like being that change. So there's this really amazing place I wanted to invite both of you guys to. Okay. It's in Malibu. Um, it's called Self-Realization Fellowship. Oh, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, don't you love that place? I have, uh, yes. I mean, I, I, um, I've been to an event, um, and it's, that is, isn't that, like, uh, what's the name of the, like, isn't there, like, a guru that started it? It's kind of Indian. Yeah, and they have Gandhi's ashes there. Yes. Um, wow. The guru that started, I know who you're talking about. Um, well, I have an I, I have an Indian friend, um, you know, East East Indian, whatever, um, South South Asian from India, who's who lives in Boston. But when he comes here, he's has his brother is a doctor somewhere in the LA area, and his when his mother is here visiting, they always go there. Yeah. Um, and I just hear nothing but great things. It's also very beautiful. It's in the spiritual vortex. Pacific, yeah. Totally. It's in the Pacific Palisades, actually. It's right next to... It's on the border of, of Malibu. Yeah. Um, but it's also right near the Gelsons, where I go to <laughs> get food for the parties that I throw in Malibu. Yes. That's why I know where it is. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, isn't it's the very Mormon, beautiful. The Mormon church is literally across the street yes. from the Jewish temple. Yes, it's so a, you have that there is that vortex. That's true. Peace on earth in that little little tiny space. Well, but, part of the reason must be because it's so beautiful there. Yeah. That's a that it's in the Pacific Palisades. It's overlooking the ocean. There's there is something naturally beautiful there. So why wouldn't any organization want to? acquire property there but that self-realization place is very cool yeah nathan you gotta check it out it's been i will yeah do they what's kind of is it just an open space for you to go in or is there sort of there's meditations there there's they have different things meditation sounds nice that you can participate beginners meditation class yeah this beautiful lakeside temple it's to me it's stunning i was like how has this been here the whole week i've heard about through a friend but they have this srf's all over the world, and um, there's like one in Encinitas and one here in Hollywood. But this location is just beautiful. It's like a, a lake, um, and then around there's a bunch of temples, and um, it's just a, a really magical. Do you do you say. have a, a, a real practice of meditation? Do you do do that a lot? Are you good yeah, at it? I but when I was downtown in LA, like living, because I've lived kind of like all over LA, um, Universal City. Marina Del Rey. But this time that I lived in downtown, it was the roughest time. I attracted some of the craziest stuff into my life just to have new material to write about, I think, subconsciously. So it was just rough, man. Like, I just got out of that. And, you know, I deviated from my um, meditation practice. I started, I picked up a couple bad habits. Um, Luckily, I was able to break them. Um, I would never want to go back to that space that I was in. It was very dark, and I'm so glad that it's got chapters over. But what got me connected and helped me break those habits was definitely meditating again, getting connected to my higher power. Like, I had this partner that wouldn't... And I've had friends that when I try to meditate or they spend the night, they say, turn that crap off. 
and now I absolutely know I will not make an exception to my habit. Like if I'm going to play my meditation or my guided meditation, I'm going to do it. I don't care yeah. if the person has to leave the room, but it's very important. It's hard to protect your practice. I do. Th I write three pages in my journal every day without fail, and I've been doing that uh, a year on January 3rd. It will have been a full year. And that takes me about a half an hour to do, and... Uh, it's so important to me because it is a way of meditation and it's a way for me to filter things through my brain and just have a way to organize my thoughts. And uh, there was a, a little while my boyfriend was like, do you have to do that every single day? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. That's I'm going to do it. I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And <laughs> now I do. And and then... And he got it eventually. And he got it. He's yeah. fine. It's good, okay. Good, good. Um, no, I, I, something I would like to get better at is meditation. I have, like, done guided meditations, and I've meditated groups and things. Um, I find it hard. You know, like, I've, like, occasionally when I've tried meditating, I'll just fall asleep. Mm -hmm. um, or, so I'm, I haven't, like, I know there's, like, an app. Someone recommended some app to me about, like, do this. you you got to have a mantra. RuPaul talks about this all the time mm -hmm. on his podcast. Let's go to Marianne Williamson. I love her too. Yeah, she's. I've been to a couple of her, not more more than a few of her meetings. I mean, she is someone Marianne Williamson who is a you know spiritual um, guru and has written books and about you know about bettering yourself and getting in touch with. Exactly. She's about. She's, she's running. Oprah. She's running for president. She's friends with Oprah. Yes, and she's very inspiring. You go to these things. I don't know where she's doing them now, or if she's doing them regularly in L.A. But she was for a long time on a weekly basis. I think maybe Tuesday. I don't remember. But Mondays at Agape. I mean, well, Agape Church is now at Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Okay. And she was doing something on. I feel like it was Las No La Cienega maybe. In an old movie theater. Um, That's every, a savant, right? Uh, yeah. No, not the... This was a different place. Oh, okay. It was... A, a, um, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it was kind of near Fairfax. Maybe yeah. it was on Fairfax. I don't know. It was an old movie theater. Now it's at the Saban. I know what you mean. I, yeah. Um, but um, she's very inspiring. What's her thrust? Is she like... Is there a method? Well... I would like to hear from Eric on this. Um, I have studied her since um, I heard about her through Oprah, but um, she gives inspi she gives inspiring talks about yeah. about um, how to you know harness your best self and you know and how to be mindful of others. And she she'll really her she'll talk for like an hour and then she'll talk. The people ask questions, and um, and it's just really about how we navigate through life and, and just, and, and tools that you can use yeah. to, to fully realize your potential and be the best person that you can I, be. I mean, that's how I freaking love self-help tools. And yeah, I know you do. <laughs> and that's what the artist way is. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to definitely check out the artist way. Now with Marianne, you understand, like I've helped her out on two of her events, the sister giant where she was like running for office. She's running um, for president right now. That's awesome. She's announced. Um, so, you know, backstage, I think she'll do well. I, you know, I wish her nothing but success. I do too. I mean, it would be great to have a female leader. Um, I really believe that's time for change. Um, but the thing is with her, I, I think, think she, she would be mind. great at whatever job she got. I, yeah. 
per, she's run. She also she's run for other offices too. I think she ran for governor of California. I, I'd love to see her get further than mm-hmm. she has so far. But you know, working with her and seeing her backstage, she gets stressed out. She, um, I don't think she would mind me saying this because she's a human being. But yeah. Like you understand that um, even though she's very spiritual, she has to work at it every day. Yeah. Anybody does. I think you can't just you have to exercise like. A yeah, I mean, you're, and no one is just like this perfect Zen creature who just floats through life and nothing, yeah. nothing affects them. Which and that's part, but that's I think part of what she talks about. You know, just yeah. she ta- like, she tells relatable yeah. stories about you know getting frustrated with this and that and mm-hmm. it's the point of that i think is just to show like we all go through these things yeah. like don't get lost in the and that's when you need it the most yeah. that's the hardest part when you lose the way and then because you 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 know living in los angeles and tr- dealing with traffic and people that do not yeah, know how to drive and like the craziness and like i will the find myself fl- exactly <laughs> me too and just flying into a rage and then like having like kind of a weird unfortunate unnecessary altercation with some yeah. person in a dry cleaner or whatever <laughs> and then and then you like okay oh, like for me i'm just like oh my god calm down what mm. like just bring it down like or Breathe. maybe yeah like maybe Breathe. being rude to some uber driver you know and nathan <laughs> maybe nathan is much more calm and zen and he's like you don't need to do that baby yeah, you know just yeah. like to to it was like Let's just calm it down. <laughs> I usually just don't say anything. No, you don't say anything but, but I don't see you doing that. I think you're actually way um, calmer. Um, you've found a way to live. Sometimes I try to yeah. try to not put energy into things that I can't control. Yeah, because that's just a waste of energy. No, and then when I, if I become aware of that, I, I, I immediately just like, oh my god, just let it go. Like, take it down. Yeah. Like, it's all going to be fine. Let's just let's just work it out. You get more things with honey, too, sometimes. Yeah, totally. Honey totally. and money. That's one of my favorite yeah. things. <laughs> um, speaking of money, oh, with UCLA, with, that we talked about them earlier, um, I just want to let you guys know and everybody listening that um, there is a UCLA study. Um, they can go to at Derek Knight show and check this out. Mm. Um, but it'll give you 130 bucks to participate in a UCLA study um, to help them do some research. Okay. Oh, um, good to know. Now about like money part, I just had a question for you guys because I went to the Debtors Anonymous thing this morning, and the facilitator she reminded me a lot of Marianne Williamson. The friend I went with said that he was the one that brought it up, but I saw that essence too. Oh wow. And she um, was very candid and honest. And, you know, like I got up and I stood up and I was like, you know, I got to get a sponsor. Thankfully, she's going to sponsor me because I'm like, I really need somebody that's got that expertise. Um, Because I don't understand why I spent all that money that was coming in and why I didn't invest it and why I felt like it was always going away. And like, you know, that's something I'm working on now. Do y'all find yourself like it making it's like hard to... um, not spend compulsively. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I don't. I'm pretty frugal. Yeah, I uh, will have moments where I, you know, spend more than I should, you know, and uh, just impulsively in the moment, like um, I'm gonna buy two bottles at Club Vida <laughs> for twelve hundred dollars. There's no reason <laughs> to do that. My gosh, you know, but um, or, but. You know, 
I don't really regret that. I, I, I don't I feel like I need a, a 12 step <laughs> meeting for it because like I knew where the money was coming from. So I was like, all right. I mean, it was the best use of that money. No. Should, could I put that into a 401k or uh, an account where I could buy a property? I mean, I, you know, unfortunately, I am not young and I do not own much. Um, I don't have but a lot of regrets. But the friends, Eric, the friends. <laughs> no, I don't have a lot of regrets because yeah. what I've done... It's I've, it's a little spaceship rocket. I've run uh, my own production company and mm-hmm. um, I've poured a lot of money into creative endeavors and I've learned from every one of them. Have they um, made me wealthy? No, they have not. Not yet. Um, but I don't regret it. Like, this is how I've wanted to live my life. As I get to be this age, though, I'm like, I, I got to start taking care of myself and my future. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I don't want to, you know, not be accumulating accumulating things so that I can, you know, take care of myself, you know, later. So, I, you know, I do think more um, responsibly now. Look towards investments. Put money aside because, you know, like if I have to, do, you have to take care of yourself. So. Yeah. Um, and, and when I was younger, and I think it's natural, um, you don't think about that. Like, I'm going to live forever. Money's... Sure. There's an endless, I'm never going to break my hip. There's an endless <laughs> supply of money. I'll find it, you know? Um, and and then sometimes you see people around you who are just, like, wildly successful with money. Like, that's that... And they just, you know, things are thrown at them. They have this and that and the other. And you're just like, ugh. Come from old money. Yeah, I, I do want to create legacy you know for my children and my family like um when my mom passed it was it was like not easy do you have children you know i'm i'm taking classes oh you and you want to and you want to foster children you want to adopt children adopt and then i may do a surrogate okay who knows cool but there's a spiritual principle to money and the reason why that um the meeting at the church this morning was so cool was because everybody was being transparent with these flaws we all inherently have i think um but the spiritual like component of like money as a tool it helps you manifest like so many things you know and it's just like um it was really good for me to be there i was so happy um sometimes also uh we think that we need money to get what we want when actually we can get those same things through other means. Very true. They talk about that in the artist's way a lot, how it's like, it's like sometimes we make these excuses like, well, if I only had a thousand dollars, I could do this. But maybe like the thing that you want, money isn't the only path there. You know, maybe the path there is talking to somebody or doing, you know, there's, there, there's a, there's more than one way to skin a cat, essentially. And so a lot of times I have tried to say, okay, I don't have the money, but how can I make that happen? I don't need necessarily money to make that happen. I just need uh, the right way of going about it. And well, and it. one way that Derek Knight is generating money is through his songs. <laughs> Which song would you like us to play so that people have a little sense of like who you are as an artist? Uh, Love is like the sun. Okay. Or shoot for the moon. Which one? It's up to you. Um, I, my current single is shoot for the moon right now. Let's play that. Let's. Should we play it as we take it out? Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna leave you with. Uh, with the, with 
the song. Shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon. And if people want to find you online, how should they look you up? They can just Google my name, Derek Knight. And um, I also have my web store that's got new products coming out soon. And you have a YouTube channel. Yeah, Derek Knight Show. And I interview people on what their purpose is about artists. Because like, when I would see J-Lo, I'd be like, why is she sacrificing time with her kids to be here? You know, when she's not getting paid at a promotional event like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, love is how I used to show money a lot. And that was probably one of my biggest mistakes. I would always try to buy people things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I like bottles it. of alcohol yeah. in a club. Yeah, I would. Yeah. That person. Or I would uh, do bad things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those are I like... Well, you know what? I facilitate. I still don't regret it. I, I facilitated <laughs> a really fun time for a bunch of people, and had a little after party, and it was all great. A lot of joy and happiness. It was like yeah, spreading joy and happiness. I'm not doing it every weekend. That would ruin me. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Perfect. So let's well, listen. Yeah, to let's listen. Your well, which title do you guys like better? Love is like the sun, or shoot for the moon? I like let's shoot go. for the moon. Shoot for the moon. Let's let's hear that. See you. 